0: One of the most critical parts of dropshipping is finding winning products, and I see far too many people playing the guessing game and not having any success, so I actually put together this gift for you. It's the ultimate guide to finding winning products. It's actually the same concepts that I use that lead to $1,000 days in dropshipping for me, and there's a lot of people that ask me, so I've actually recorded this workshop that I did in Chicago and it lays out all the strategies. There's criteria, free methods, paid methods, the works, even some things that even pros don't even know about. And I put this together and bundled it in a gift for you. So all you need to do is go to products.techmoneytalks.com. Go to products.techmoneytalks.com. It's actually my gift to you to help you find winning products, let the data guide you. It's not a guessing game. There, It's right there in front of you. Once you see it, it's a numbers game and it's really awesome. Hey everybody, Brian McCumber here with Tech Money Talks. I am really excited today because we are live in person in the podcast studio with a very special guest. We are fortunate to have Emin Khan as a special guest on the show. And if you don't know who he is, then you're in for a real treat because Emin went from 13 years in management consulting with over 500 companies to becoming a million-dollar producer in dropshipping and quickly putting together a company that handles customer service, product research, image video creatives, Facebook campaigns, scaling, sourcing, and branding, and much more. For Emin, it all started when he stumbled upon Ty Lopez's 67 steps course, which led him down the path of starting his own e-commerce business. Since then, Emin is using his expertise to build a powerhouse business and a suite of tools and services to help others. If you're interested in starting an online business to make extra money, you better save this episode in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again because the stories and the tips you're going to learn here will give you the opportunity to quickly launch your own business to help your wallet grow fat. Emin has been absolutely killing it in e-commerce and is now more into branding. Customizing products, packaging, professional images, videos, providing services to help others shift into this space. Emin has a warehouse in Ohio and is handling sourcing and logistics. He strongly believes in building a brand as an asset instead of those one-and-done models of dropshipping. Emin travels a lot, and he's building out his business structure, and he is currently live here in Chicago in the Tech Money Talks podcast studio. Time is money, and everyone's looking to get a piece of his time, and I'm so happy to have him on the show today. Emin, thanks for joining us, man.
1: How's it going? I think awesome, man. I'm so excited (laughs) to be here. I really appreciate uh, you having me on the show. I've been uh, following your IG page and your podcast for quite a while now and awesome. uh, you have some fire content. I mean, I love your content, what you're doing here. You're very positive and the vibe
0: is just completely awesome. Awesome, thanks bro. Man, yeah, it's been great and I'm glad that we were able to connect here in Chicago and uh, we had a good journey uh, beforehand. I mean, we were just having lunch together and we were riding in your awesome car and everything like that through the <laughs> streets of Chicago. Uh, it's just really great stuff, man, it's really awesome. So for the audience though, but maybe we could take a step back and you can start by you know sharing your journey into e-commerce and dropshipping.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm happy to share. Um, again, like, thank you for the opportunity. I definitely got a lot of uh, knowledge bombs I can definitely share. Before I actually get into e-commerce, I want to tell you guys a, like, a little brief story of kind of how I got my first uh, taste in entrepreneurship. I was about uh, 13, 14 years old living in Toronto, Canada with my parents. Uh, my first job I ever had was uh, I was a paperboy and uh, so i had a pretty uh, pretty big route as a paper boy what happened was um during that time um doritos uh, came out with this new flavor that wasn't in retail anywhere at all uh-huh. so what happened was um i had a route they, what, they sent me about four large boxes of about close to 800 samples of just doritos mm. um, that i had to hand out to these houses um, in my routes and uh, so what i did was um, instead of distributing them to the houses. I took the Dorito bags and the boxes, I went to the park and a few of the areas around the neighborhood, and I set up a stand over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And again, keep in mind, these were not in retail yet, so nobody can have access to, the, to this specific Dorito. Mm-hmm. And I took this Dorito and sold them for a dollar each, the bag. Wow, And yeah, yeah so I literally uh, took me about a week and a half, and uh, I made almost, you know, close to a little over like 1200 bucks selling these Dorito samples. <laughs> and then, yeah, so I just made a ton of money, and my mom actually ended up taking half my money away because I was 13, she didn't know. She thought I would, I would vote on, right. you know, stupid video games or other stupid things or whatever. Oh. After about two weeks, the newspaper um, company I was working for, they sent out a survey to all the houses, asking them what they thought about the new Dorito sample, the flavor, and they all responded like, we, didn't got, we got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. they uh, so they called me, and uh, they ended up firing me. So that was my first uh, taste uh, of getting fired from a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and taste of entrepreneurship. Since then, I spent the last 13 years, as Brian mentioned, uh, consulting, I did management consulting, uh, spent a time at a bunch of firms. Um, the problem was, when I worked for these firms, they kept on um, telling me what to do. I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just yeah, didn't like imagine. the aspect of somebody telling me what to do. And uh, my theory was that I could do whatever you're telling me better than you can, and why are you telling me what to do? A lot of the management and the partners at the forums got pretty frustrated with me, and even though I was good at what I did, they just didn't like my attitude. Mm -hmm. So I kept on getting fired after fired after fired, one job after another, one job after another. And at the time, I didn't know I was an entrepreneur, but like these little tendencies, these little things that were popping out, Uh it just shows signs I was meant to be an entrepreneur and not to work for anybody. Yeah. Um, My whole thing was, like somebody's telling you uh, hiring you for like X amount of dollars per year. They're like, we're gonna pay you $100,000 a year. Uh, my thing was that um, I, f- I feel like my time is very, very valuable. Yeah, I'm not gonna discount my time. So if somebody said, I'm gonna pay you $100,000 a year. So I'm like, so you're telling me my time for the entire year it's worth $100,000? That's complete bullshit. I'm like, my is worth millions. How dare you disrespect me? <laughs> <laughs> that kind of like being fired from one job after another kind of led me to um, about a couple of years ago, um, I was in a pretty like, um, interesting position. Um, my dad was really sick. He had actually got diag- diagnosed with ALS disease at the hospital oh, no. for almost like a year. And uh, during that time, I was for anybody to work for. It. They wanted me to travel for work, and I could not um, travel. I got uh, argued with the manager and ended up firing me. Um, around the same wow. time, I was taking this uh, Ty Lopez course. I saw his video. Everybody's seen his hair in my garage video. Uh-huh. And it took, I took his uh, 67 steps uh, course, his module, whatever. And uh, some people know what he does, some people don't know what he does. But he's a, a mindset guy. He, does, he teaches you a lot of street smarts. So one of the modules I was taking, um, I think it might have been a like 15th or 16th module on the 67 steps. He um, talked about the concept of e-commerce and dropshipping, and uh, talked about Tim Ferriss, the 4-Hour Work Week. Mm-hmm. Um, I just was so intrigued by that concept that I, you know, I um, went and I bought uh, the 4 Work Week by Tim Ferriss, and he basically um, got more depth about the concept of dropshipping and virtual assistants and um i just took that knowledge and i went online to shopify.com i found this huge 50-page pdf that kind of basically walked me through the um uh the, the, you know the perils and the benefits of dropshipping. and from that um it's been almost like four or five years um i created my first store uh first year i probably lost money i had no idea what i was doing i was very really confused wow um i had no courses no mentors nothing like that um i think the first uh the first the store I had was a um, for men's uh, uh, cufflinks, and oh. it was I I literally okay. man- we didn't have Oberlo and these like apps we have right now, Dropify back then. So at that time, I manually copied and pasted almost 400 types of cufflinks from AliExpress, wow. and I put it in my store. I probably got five sales out of it. It was not a hard product. <laughs> the stuff did not sell. Yeah. So I lost money the first year, and the second year I kind of got my foot holding a little bit more. Um, I started freaking things out a little bit more, how Facebook ads work, how the pixel works, things like that, or whatever. And then, uh, after probably a second year, I started like getting a little more serious into it. started like taking courses, uh, reading up on more content, going to masterminds. I invested a lot of time and money mm-hmm. into my personal development, learning you know um, from other people, um other resources because uh, yeah. everybody learns from other people. whether they're younger than you, older than you, everybody's learning from somebody. So yeah. um, I put my ego aside, I learned from uh, other people, and uh, you know, I spent almost like you know four or five years. I was drop shipping, and then um, I uh, uh, this, uh, probably uh, last
0: year, I got to more kind of the branding side. Wow, so. wow. So to even take a step back, like, uh, you know, after the one that failed, uh, what was the one, what's the story, like, behind the first one that succeeded?
1: Yeah, so um, the second store I had was a kind of broad, like, general store. And uh, I was like a niche down, and from there, obviously, I was able to import just about any type of product I wanted. And uh, so what I realized is um, with, with dropshipping, um, you, you don't really know what's going to work until you test it. Mm-hmm. So um, I launched a shit ton of products. Um, yeah. It was like some people launch one, two products, and they fail, they quit, or whatever. It doesn't work like that. It's a numbers game, it's a volumes game. It's the, it's called the like, 80-20 principle. Um only twenty percent of the products you, uh, you launch are probably going to work. That'll probably make you the most money. Same mm-hmm. thing with Facebook ads. Uh, about twenty percent of the ads you launch are probably going to make you well, probably eighty percent of your money. Yeah. So um, I started testing a lot of products. The first product I really scaled out. Um, I wish I had it with me. I should have brought it with me. It was actually um, it was a, a Viking mug with a skull on the face. Oh wow! And so yeah, it's, a weird, it's a weird niche. But uh-huh. um, I started. Uh, I created a page on Facebook, a biz- on a business page, and um, actually I created about ten pages. From different niches, one was a butterfly one, one was a cat dog one, one was a Viking one, one was this and that. So what I did was I spent, I ran traffic to all ten pages at one time, and mm-hmm. the Viking one took off for whatever reason. Like the engagement was super cheap yeah. and super crazy. Um, so I started focusing on this Viking store, and I created a whole store around this Viking niche. Mm-hmm. And I, I sold that Viking mug on there. And I probably, I think, made about close to $85,000 from that one little mug. <laughs> oh, wow. Within like probably two, three months or whatever. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. insane. It kept on um, orders kept on coming in. I started duplicating and tripling the budget. It kept on getting like more and more crazier. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, man, that was like, my, my first taste of like uh, scaling a product out. Well,
0: people are passionate about that, right? So like there's like that Vikings, what is it, a show or a movie? Yeah, that, uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, there's that. And, uh, and even the show that's called. Vikings, or something like mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. but I know you know people get passionate about that when they see other you know products. That, yes, that yes. could be a reason why exactly. Yeah, you cover. make a great
1: point. So, um, w- one thing you know in dropshipping e commerce, especially dropshipping, what I learned um early on was um, you want to sell products that not what you think are cool, Sell products that you think other people are passionate about, mm-hmm. so passionate products, right? Passionate, viral products that you don't see, um, most likely in retail stores. Um, are interesting products that solve a problem or kind of unique or they kind of pop out or catchy, those products sell the best. So they kind of have that wow factor if they have some type of utility, those products like sell awesome. You know, um, yeah. a, a pain point or excuse me uh, has like a sense of humor or something. Mm-hmm. Those products like sell awesome. Like passion products. Yeah, find out what other people want, what they're passionate about, and target those type of people. Don't figure out what what, what you are looking for in drop shipping. Figure out what people are passionate about and s- sell those products.
0: And you know what I did uh, just think about. So this was actually really cool. So like, you were already starting uh, drop shipping before Oberlo was like really in place yes. and had you know all the. Benefits that they have today. Yep. Um, so, what was that transition like when you started to see that? Uh, you know, you know, now some of the tools are coming out and it's mm-hmm. making it easier and more efficient. Maybe you could talk about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, so back then, man. Like, first of all, you guys uh, nowadays have it so easy. You, <laughs> got, you guys that like, complain about stuff. Like back then, I had to do everything manually. Um, manually importing products, pictures. It was such. I mean, to set up a store. I mean, it would take you at least like two weeks to do. Now you have a store up within a weekend. Yeah. Back then it was just so, so much manual like stuff. Almost so, so many manual steps, and it was just like it was insane. Like you guys have it so easy right now. It's, and, the, and the tools we have, <laughs> not, not yeah. I'm telling you guys, all the mission and tools we have right now are just insane. I mean, you're literally um, as long as you have the drive, energy, and you know uh, grit to do it, to literally um, set up a store. Um, have products imported in there and start to start running ads using Facebook. Yeah. I mean, it's literally like within a weekend you should be having like a whole store and like ads set up. That's like how, that's how yeah. I do it now these days. If I want to build a new store, I have a team already set up. And I know what, what apps need to be installed on the store. I literally have, I tell them what to do. It's already set up and they, have, they build it out within a few days. It's ready to go. Yeah. But back then it was such a manual process. Um, besides just overload, I mean there was a lot of cool. Um, uh, Facebook ad automation tools too. Uh, you got like RevealBots and Companion Labs and uh, just few other the tools that I use a lot for scaling purposes as well too. Wow. But yeah, man, it was uh, you guys have it easy to, right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, really good and and it's and I think it shows. So like I mean, being hands on, you appreciate uh, what you went through. But I think it even led to uh, maybe the way that you're running your business now because you. You know, you saw that you had to manually, you know, do these things, and it it sort of put you in a place where you need to put systems and processes in mm-hmm. place to better run your business and, mm-hmm. and to scale with it. And you know, maybe even talk about that, like the different parts of your business and and the systems you put in place.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, uh, you know, in the beginning, when you're starting out, um, it's just going to be a lot of variables. That you try to figure out how to like uh, store properly, which apps to install, which products to run, how to use like proper interest targeting. There's a lot of different variables. Um, Over time, as stuff like you start to like figure stuff out, it's almost like a combination lock. So like you you open a combination lock, you figure out what the combination of the lock. So once you start figuring stuff out, stuff starts to just click in, and and the lock kind of opens up. So uh, what I've kind of um, I'm a big believer in just through my like um, my background consulting, I'm really like structured and systematic when I do things. So um, I've learned is that uh, people don't scale, system scale. If you're able to take a business and systemize it, um, and then give that system to your team and they'll run with it, yeah. it's like literally A, B, and C, and that stuff like, will literally scale. So um, from the like, product research, I, mean, I have a team that's a product research. Um, I have a bunch of spy tools that use as well too. i give them access to the spy tools so it's combination of you know uh, spy tools and, and manual research these guys are able to uh, put a pretty extensive list of products that i want to test uh of probably then i have another another like um, a few people they're basically responsible for once a product um is research is uploaded into my store the product page is already set up uh with nice description nice images and everything like that maybe some g- gif use in there or whatever The next the next person um is responsible for creating videos so what you know the product is set up, like person A will sell for a product, person B will um, literally create two, three videos out of that product for their product and create some thumbnails for that too and upload it into a Dropbox folder I have uh, set up. Wow. So it's very uh, system organized. I have my team on Slack. I have different channels on Slack set up from product research to video editing, copywriting, things like that as well. So from uh, product uploading to product video images, then it goes into, I um, have a guy also, he sets up campaigns for me too. So if you look at my ads manager, um, like the way I have my ad, uh, my campaign set up, they're very systematic. I literally have them like like number like one, two, three, four, five, as in the in the, t- in the description. So I know which product it is. So one could be you know like the potato peeler or whatever. Number two could be like this or this or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So it's very systematic. Uh, and these guys are basically creating these shell campaigns for me, mm-hmm. um, uploading the videos and uh, targeting. It's already set up, and I'm the one actually that, that actually runs the ads. I scale my ads. I like to do the media buying myself. Um, that's one okay. thing I don't really outsource right now. Everything else pretty much is outsourced. Yeah. So the, back to a former work week, right? He, like I, I want to work as minimal as possible. Yeah. Um, and have all this admin stuff. Skill. Like you should not be doing this admin stuff. That should be um, done by other people. Uh, mm-hmm. In the beginning, though, you have to do it yourself, but you know, you should know how it works. Exactly. I don't outsource anything. I don't know how it works myself. I hate outsourcing stuff. If I don't know how it works, I'm gonna make sure I know how it works, then I'll outsource that, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and you can find some awesome people in the Philippines, India, and Pakistan using Upwork and online jobs at PH, which I actually have a, you can, have, you can hire like a full-time guy
0: for like, uh, like $500 a month, 40 hours a week they're working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and from where they're from, it's, you know, that's good money. They're making a good living in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there based on the cost of living and stuff. Absolutely. It's all relative, right? Yeah. Which is awesome, man. So, like, you know, the way you laid it out, and hopefully the audience is catching this. Like, you know, this is the part that you want to listen to over again, which is that, you know, like Iman said, is that you want to first, as you're starting your business, you know, you want to have your hands on and know every part of your business. And then be mindful of what you can Hand off and outsource or delegate and then you can focus on the specialties that you want to and, and Emmons focus on uh you know managing the the facebook ads which is a powerful skill uh you know that alone you know can transition to any business that, mm-hmm. that you decide to run not just you know drop shipping products um which is just awesome and um uh, so hopefully the audience is catching that that you're you know you know, you, you want to be knowledgeable of all aspects, and you know, so like did did this, and maybe we could even speak to that too, because people outside looking in, they view this as like, oh, this is like some get rich quick scheme, and and they even view you know Ty Lopez some you know snake oil salesman. But I mean, did this all happen overnight for you, or did you have to work to build up to this point?
1: Yeah, man, uh, the whole like concept of like overnight success. Um, it's not like what you think it is. It's not like, hey, uh, I'm gonna go scratch a lottery ticket and I'm gonna win like $20 million, $20 million overnight. It doesn't work that mm. way. Overnight success takes that like two, three, four, five years of struggle to get the overnight success. You know what I mean? Like the people who actually like, any, like I mean, the concept of overnight success is like if you go win the, lot, the lottery, right? Let's say you win like a few million dollars a lottery. The problem is that people who win the lottery are usually don't have, don't have the mindset of financial literacy to actually keep that money because they blow it out. Yeah. They win the lottery, they're not financially trained, they don't have that mindset to keep that money. It's not like, at like for example, athletes coming out of college or high school. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys, um, sometimes like they don't have, like, they, they all of a sudden they go from high school to the NBA or NFL. They basically um, don't have that mindset, that financial literacy of like, hey, I'm making all this money, how do I duplicate this money, how do I keep this money and extend this money to the, the wealth? It's a lot yeah. of people end up happening, they have like a career in NFL, NBA, and they start um, basically uh, investing in like a lot of like toxic things, like they had no value to their life. So yeah. What happens is it sucks their bank account out dry, and God for you know God forbid they get into an injury something horrible happens. They retire. A um, lot of people they're bankrupt. They don't because they don't they don't keep the money. They don't have no financial literacy to keep the money. But yeah, yeah. So man, overnight success takes time. Um, I literally in my first year when I got into this, um, it was just uh, my like. My ROI was, uh, was pretty bad because I was going through a learning experience. I was really working. Um, I remember my dad was in the hospital. He had A.L.S. disease. And I dropped my mom off to the hospital. And I spent about 15 hours a day at Starbucks. Wow. For a whole year consuming content and learning about digital marketing and how to run ads, uh, email marketing, I mean, how to, like, procure products, things like that. And it was just, like, it was yeah. a struggle, man, in the beginning. Yeah. But, uh, so, I mean, like, it was somebody, like... Runs like two ads or like like launches like three, four products and wants to complain about stuff. I'm <laughs> like, you're out of your mind, man. Like I did this for a year with like no results and then like yeah. finally took off the second year and you're complaining yeah. about like three products and you lost like 100 <laughs> bucks. Get out of here.
0: So hopefully the listeners catching that, that uh yeah, I mean it, it genuinely takes some work and and the ones who's having, you know, smashing success is that you've been working it consistently, right? Mm-hmm. You know, building your business and it and it takes that effort. So, but, and maybe let's even talk about that because, you know, everything's relative. So like, you know, it is a great business opportunity for sure. And, you know, everything's lined up. I mean, I like to say that, I mean, you know, what's happened over the past, you know, say three, four years is now, you know, everything's at your fingertips. I mean, you don't have to be techie anymore because you have all Mm -hmm. the tech at your fingertips, just like the big corporations do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you now have access to wholesale prices, just like the big corporations Mm -hmm. do. And now you can, you know, market to millions of eyeballs around the world, Mm -hmm. just like the big corporations do. And then you put that all together and you're in business. And now, I mean, it's available at your fingertips Mm -hmm. for anybody and uh, maybe even talk about that. Like, I mean, the opportunity is, is is real, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, you hit the you hit the nail on the head. Um, uh, one thing I would say is like, uh, I know like a lot of people. Um, they probably have like 8 to 5 job. They're working corporate or whatever they're doing. Um, everybody has 24 hours in a day. I had 24 hours yeah. in a day. See, jobs has 24 hours a day. I mean, I had 24 hours a day. Gary V had 24 hours a day. It's what you do with your time. If you have an yeah. like 8 to 5 job, um, you come home. You might have a commute or whatever. You still have like all nights. To work on stuff. Don't go home and watch Netflix. Don't go home and watch, you know, like the, the shit to have on TV because that stuff is, it's just so like it's brainwashing. Adds no value. I've have literally over the past two years I've watched TV like three times. I'm dead serious. I go wow. to movies, you know, with my friends here and there, but like yeah. I don't I don't watch TV because it adds no value to my life. I'm consuming content. I'm reading up on books. I'm reading about digital marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because digital marketing is c- continuously evolving, obviously. So I like to like consume. How can I improve myself? You know what I mean? Yeah. So again, everyone has 24 hours in a day and. Uh, uh, you should be able to go home, and you have you keep your eighty-five job, and you work on your hustle on the side. Mm-hmm. Like put in like uh, as much as you can. If it's a one hour, two hour, three hours, four hours, whatever you can, because you have enough time every day on, on the weekends too. Don't go out a happy hour. Don't go out partying to the club like Friday night, Saturday yeah. night. You know what I mean. Spend time, consume content. Just say, say no to people. You know if you yeah. need to or whatever. Because um, I'm telling you like putting in a little bit of work and it adds up over time. You get the compound effect. Yeah. That stuff compounds over time and the ROI does come. I would say like if any business or a lot of businesses, um, the, the first, like when you first start something, it's literally like it's a flat line and you put, it's, it's a learning curve, right? During that flat line, you're pretty much learning, you're making mistakes, figuring things out. So don't expect immediate ROI. But as you start putting more and more time in, um, that flat line kind of turns into like, a, like it kind of shoots off you start like just like the top of like um, money you want to make starts uh, coming back to you like it's just like the universe right the more you put out in the universe it comes back to you tenfold the like, yeah. good karma comes back to you too yeah so like if you really want something um you should be able to put in the time if you want that crazy car that lamborghini that ferrari it takes those a vacation you want to travel the world work out your laptop that, that stuff that lifestyle is very possible i have a friend he's like 22 years old and he spends nine months of the year traveling <laughs> like living in different cities all the time you know yeah um so like uh, i just I, I wanted it uh not for the lifestyle also lifestyle. i love the like lamb in the car the crazy cars and the fancy vacations but also because um i know like as we get older and older um like an eight to five job income like does not cut it you yeah. got bills to pay like it does not eighty five eight to five like when you have kids you have a family uh, eight to five income does not cut it these days yeah what happens if like you get fired a recession happens or something like that you're pretty much done. Like you know what I mean. You're relying on this like employer to employ you, and then um, there is no loyalty. They don't give a shit about you, man. No, yeah. no, they don't care. Yeah. Um, you gotta hustle. Um, build build your own assets on yeah. the side while you're working a your full time job. Until your hustle um, is able to take over the income you're making for your full time job, then it's a the time to transition. But you gotta take that first fucking step, man. Yeah. Like you gotta take that first fucking step and like just like want it. Um, if you're too scared, you have to realize that. Um, like working a job is like that's scary enough too because you get fired and laid off. Yeah. I mean, if that's not scary enough, I mean, like having somebody control your time, telling you what to do, your entire life. You don't want to be in a position where, you're, like, 60 years old and you look back, you're, you're like fucking regretful, like, of what you did. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. You want to be like you want you wanna take your future, uh, you know, in your hands, grasp yeah. it, uh, and yeah. take a hold of it, or whatever. And like you're gonna go through ups and downs. Entrepreneurship is not easy. You know, business is tough, obviously, but like. If you have like the grit and mindsets, like I'm, I'm telling you, like everybody will succeed. Like the the universal force, like that. If you put enough time into
0: something, it comes back like tenfold. I'm telling you. No, you you brought up a lot of good points for sure, and you know even the the thing about you know just taking action and and even the right action. Maybe even speak about that, which is like some people can get caught up in in consuming a lot, but then not taking what I call like you know profit producing activities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one is is learning, but then two is, you know, actually taking the steps where, you know, you're actually building your business. Maybe even talk about that, like, you know, the difference between the two.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, that's definitely a great point. Um, yeah, so, like, um, whenever you get into a new venture, obviously you have to spend some time um, learning, like, the ropes and the technolo- t- technology of the business or whatever. Uh, but um, at some point, I mean, you have to get into the mindset of, like, when you're consuming content, you have to literally uh, like apply that to in your life. You have to take action. Yeah. Um, if somebody's teaching you stuff, just reading stuff, and like not doing anything is not getting results. It's, it's 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 almost like um, you're like dreaming of stuff, but like you're not doing anything or whatever. It's literally a dream. There's nothing like. <laughs> just, I mean, like yeah. a, dr- a dream without, without a dream without a plan is just a wish. Yeah, like, right, like, if you're cool. not taking action, going out and like testing stuff. Um, don't be afraid to take action and people are just I think are so afraid of like failure as one thing like I've embraced I fail like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times and I'm proud about it mm-hmm. because I don't look at it as a failure I look at it as more as a learning opportunity split yeah. t- I'm split testing different aspects of my life and business like what works what doesn't work if I don't test it then like how would how would I know it's gonna work or not yeah then what happens is like um, you kind of like uh, get into this like kind of frustration mindset because you want to take that leap of faith or that step or whatever but you're too so afraid to do so uh but it's like it's like you're skydiving right you, you go on a plane and like you, you want to skydive but then you you like you're on the plane and you, you're looking down and you're like oh shit i'm like about to jump off a plane it's scary <laughs> as fuck it's scary as hell yeah but like it, that's where like you know when you jump off you realize that like after about like a few seconds, like, you're like, I did it, and just like, you, literally, you come down or whatever, and it's actually, like, you, you land. You're like, is, is this actually wasn't so bad. <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally not, I mean, it's, uh-huh. um, so people it's, you know, taking action. Um, if you don't have that mindset, I would suggest going back one step and um, uh, kind of working on personal development. Mm-hmm. Do a lot of mindset training, so like, if you're kind of too scared to take steps, um, go, you know, consume more YouTube videos and read some more content. Look at the lives of billionaires and things like uh, billionaires and millionaires, people who are really successful. Go read the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill.
0: Yeah, I love that book.
1: I mean, um, that book, um, I read probably three, four times, but every multimillionaire and billionaire in their life has read their book at least seven times in their life because every time you read it, at different aspects of your life phases, you actually get something different out of it. Yeah. Because you're able to relate to it in a different manner. Yeah. When, when, you, read it, when you read it for the first time, um, it's kind of abstract because I kind of love abstract ideas. Yeah. Like, you're kind of confused about it, but then you read it again. And again, another couple years later, you actually get some, like some something different out of it. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah man, fucking no, that's action, hit. dude,
0: action, man. No, you hit you hit a really good point, and and I've always thought about that too. Which is like, I mean, especially when you go through this growth. Like, I mean, let's let's even take your story for example. Like, you know, you you are a different person now than when you were when you first started mm-hmm. out trying to figure it out. And say if you read, you say like Think and Grow Rich at that time when you started out. But now fast forward to today and you read that book again. I mean, you're a different person today than you were back then. And you're going to get different things and and perceive different mm-hmm. things in a different way than, yeah, than 100% before. Maybe. Yeah. So that's why would, for the audience listening, you know, some of these, you know, core, you know, books that, that you hear that Evan's telling you about. And, and even like when I say in the intro, you know, listen to this podcast over again as well, because you're going to get things one probably not just out of the first time that you listen but then two as you're growing within your own personal growth and your own business growth that uh, now when you listen a second time you caught something that you didn't catch the first time Mm -hmm. because you're a different person Mm -hmm. at the time that you're listening which is so awesome
1: yeah absolutely man (laughs) um yeah, I man, it's a it's a it's a phase of personal growth. You have to you have to give yourself. Um, I feel like when people make mistakes, they kind of beat themselves over the head with it. I, I have one of my good friends. He's about five years younger than me, and um, he, he hates his job like completely hates it. And I, I, I hooked him up with this uh, e commerce course, and I'm trying to do some trying try to train him. And he's so scared <laughs> to like take that first first step. Uh huh. He's like, man, if I fail, I can't do this, can't do this or whatever. I'm like, bro, like. Um, if you're so afraid to fail, like you know, I mean, it's gonna be very tough to, to go through our life because life is full of failures. And they happen. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't control failures. Failures happen. like horrible stuff happens. You can't control some guy outside of here driving crazy in his car and he hits you. you can, there's all these variables. You can't control a lot of variables. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of detach yourself from the outcome, like detach yourself emotionally from the outcome, and let stuff happen. Do stuff. Take action and see what happens, and then pivot from there. Don't let don't let it affect you. But you take cal- you take calculated risks, right? It's yeah. not. Like, it's not like you're, you go out. You're, you're putting hundred thousand dollars like on an ad, and you don't know if it's gonna work or not. You take calculated risks. You split test stuff. You take calculated risks, um, and like like I said, don't quit your job. You have a job. Keep your job, but work on the hustle on the side. Obviously, you got you pay your bills and everything too. Yeah. Uh, people will say, quit your job, do this. No, it doesn't work that
0: way. You got yeah. bills to pay or whatever. So keep your job and working your, your hustle on the side. And that reminds me of of the other good point that that you had brought up. You know, viewing your business as an asset. I mean, I I like to to call it. Building digital assets. I mean, yes. each one of these, you know, drop shipping stores, you know, to me is a, is a digital asset is mm-hmm. bringing in income and revenue to your household. And it's an awesome thing. And you can create, you know, more than one, yeah. <laughs> which yes. is awesome. So like you like uh, Iman said, is just like, you could still have your nine to five. And some people are doing a side hustle and you got additional streams of income. Mm-hmm. But then hopefully, you know, if you get excited about it and take it a step further, then you know, you can build it further where it's bigger than your uh, nine yes. to five, right?
1: It's such an easy business to start now these days. I mean, I, I tell a lot of people um, if you have about um, two, three thousand dollars, that's more than enough to start. It's enough for you to um, uh, get your store up and ready, um, test a bunch of products, and get your ads um, set up and everything. Just test, you know, just start running ads or whatever. It's such a like low barrier to entry as far as like yeah. you just gotta have the right knowledge, right? Make sure you're doing the right thing or whatever. But getting set up and launched and then seeing like your first like sale come in that ching ching on your uh, Shopify app yeah. it's such an awesome feeling. Yeah. Once you get that first sale come in it kind of like validates like holy shit this stuff actually works. It works for me. It works <laughs> yeah, you getting that first sale and then um uh, you know then you when you get into like actually scaling and you you start seeing like a, like a, a thousand chings in an hour <laughs> which like you know yeah. I've done up to like 30k a day, 30 40k a day whatever then it's like fuck then you're like, wow! I just literally made like my entire income like in a year, like uh, one <laughs> or two days. <laughs> then you're like, well, if I can do it one time, why can't I do it like multiple, multiple times? Can, then you can have a bunch of stores already. Yeah. As long as they're all systemized and you make sure your products are good, your suppliers are good, and your ads are running well. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's a beautiful business, man. Like what, what, what retail? Like like we were talking about earlier. Retail does in 20 years, we can do with digital marketing e-commerce in less than like two years. Mm-hmm. The skill, the ability to reach the entire world entire USA any country um, have them view your ads from your comfort of your home and a laptop internet connection yeah is fucking pretty sick yeah like I mean it, it, I, I, guess I spent the last like 13 years consulting with 500 companies from manufacturing companies to pharmaceutical companies to like automotive companies tech companies um, only business I've seen with scalability is e-commerce I'm talking right now yeah. from having a business background like 13 years of consulting yeah. e-commerce like
0: digital marketing is a way to go Wow Um that's huge man hopefully the audience is catching that for sure now so let's say even uh, for the newbie some tips if they were to get started today like the drop shipping approach you know typically some people either do a general store or a niche store or mm-hmm. a single product store like uh, you know what would you recommend for someone you know getting started getting their feet wet
1: yeah good question man uh, I'll say in the, in the beginning um, obviously choose a broad general store do a broad general store. Um, have different categories in there, and make sure it's a nice store. I've seen some dropshipping stores that look like shit. <laughs> yeah. think, think about it, think about it this way: like if you're walking down the street and you see like a hole in the wall place, and the sign is like all messed up and dirty, and looks kind of like shady, would you walk into the store and buy? It? Probably most likely not. You want something that's like obviously uh, it's a nice, visually appealing. So um, when you set up your first store, make sure, uh, I would suggest, suggest uh, uh, putting together a general store. Make sure you have a nice logo. It's a nice theme. Um, and it's like very, like, nasty presentable. Make sure you have a good domain name. Make sure it's not like 100 characters. Make sure it's kind of short and sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ideally yeah. less than 10 characters. Um, and like, put different characters on there and uh, different products. and. Test that way. Now, if you see certain products on their certain niches or categories that are selling more well than others, what you can do after that is um, take those few products and put it on like a niche store. Like, let's say if it's a dog and cat, or if it's like, you know, something music related or outdoor or, or something like that related to recreation, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you can create a niche store like an offshoot from that and build a kind of like, a niche uh, kind of store off of that. Um, single product stores work well too, uh, if you want to go that route. I think starting out though, uh, for the newbie
0: especially, I think uh, like a general store would be best. And then if they were testing, what would be like a beginner like Facebook test strategy?
1: Uh, I typically, when I, when I launch products, um, and I've launched, I have like about a few hundred products I've launched like, like at one time. Uh, starting out though, um, uh, I usually give um, $100 per product. If I really, really believe in a product, I might go up to like two, three, four, five hundred dollars 500 for that product. But uh, usually $100 per product. Um, the campaign, one campaign, I'll probably test about um, five to 10 ad sets within that one campaign, and all the assets are single interest. So, because I wanna make sure if I get sales, I know which interest that sale is coming from. If you have, if you have, if you have a bunch of interest stacked within that asset, uh, then you, you won't know where the sales Finny. coming from. So, just I, I, yeah. the way I like to set up things, uh, I have like a friends too, we're doing high volume. They try like, to, they like to do single interest stuff. Audience size, you, I mean, uh, I would say anywhere from like a half a million up to like two, three million or whatever is good to start with. That's an asset level. Um, definitely make sure your targeting is on point. It's, it's kind of close or whatever. And then your ad itself, make sure it's a nice video. Make sure you have a nice thumbnail. You know, the, the copy is good as well, too. But, yeah, simple, like, yeah, like, simple as that. $100 per product, man.
0: It's yeah. more than enough to start. Oh, really good tip for sure. Maybe what's one good uh, way for them to, like, try to find products that they should sell?
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, awesome question. Um. Yeah, so I have my team set up on... Uh, a few different uh, sources and like research tools. You can call them spy tools. Um, one awesome tool is, uh, is called Aspy, which I use a lot <laughs> um, because uh, Aspy actually has um, the most kind of um, relevant, kind of uh, biggest um, data as far as like competitive research is concerned. There was a few of the tools before Aspy, but Aspy right now is huge. It shows you um, what you should do is go to Aspy. It's about hundred fifty dollars a month. Um, I know it sounds like a lot when you're starting out, but trust me, RO you get out of that it's going to be just insane. It's a it's a kind of expensive investment, but as by you go in there and you basically what you can do is like set up filters, um, and what you can do is um, make sure it's um, set up uh, where uh, uh, it will put in like different like um, e-commerce platforms. Make sure Shopify is selected, and then what you want to do is um, a little like little, like trip uh, take uh, tri- uh, uh, what do you call it? tip here is um want you to select and it'll, sh- it'll tell you like day range. Um, find products that are launched within this last seven days. So make, make sure you put a filter in. So what you're gonna do is, you're gonna find like new viral products that are just recently starting to trend. So you wanna jump on that trend while still trending up. So I find a lot of like hot products like that. So That's uh, good. yeah, you'll get the video and the creative everything if you wanna take the video and create it from there and match it up or whatever. But you can find products like that. That's an awesome like, way to start. That's why it's
0: awesome. <laughs> really good tip man yeah so this is good stuff for the audience yeah you better take note on this for sure man these are ways to get started uh especially if you're looking to get uh, your first sales going this is awesome man you're dropping a lot of value and uh, I, I want uh, to give some exposure for like the things that that you're working on some of the latest stuff i remember we were talking mm-hmm. earlier maybe we could talk about that that software venture that that you were working on maybe yeah absolutely that.
1: man um uh- let me, let me talk about it too. let me do let me actually talk about it initially for a little bit um, so dropshipping is awesome to start uh, it's an awesome like cash flow business from dropshipping and venturing into actually building a brand mm-hmm. um, is probably the next step so now you're going from like you know just cash flow business to actually creating like a sustainable asset yeah um, where you basically like I, every year for the last three years I go and spend about a month in China so I go to Hong Kong and Shenzhen Gongzhou that's where like some of the world's biggest trade fairs happen wow. like, I went to the Canton Fair. For example, um, it's about six weeks long, and they have about four buildings, each a million square feet big. Wow! That's just for show you like scale, um, scale of yeah. things. Yeah, it's insane. So you walk into trade fairs, um, you have every imaginable product you can think of. Any product you see in the store, you walk to any store, if you, that product is most likely coming from China, but at a fraction <laughs> of the cost. It's insane. Yeah. Um, so anything going to China and finding like talking to suppliers, everybody's super nice there. Everybody speaks English too, and finding products and sourcing products from there. Is really like the next step um, in like going from dropshipping to creating a brand. So I go there, I went to like Canton Fair, uh, Cosmo Prof, I went to, which is the world's biggest cosmetics fair, looking at like 6,000 cosmetics suppliers under one roof. Wow. From like selling skincare to makeup, anything cosmetics related. So, yeah. Um, that's where actually I got a lot of my products from the cosmetics brand I'm working on right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I source products from there or whatever, and I'm you're talking about like people manufacturing from like Paris and Korea and Japan and Bolivia, all these like cool countries coming under one roof and basically displaying their products or whatever. So that's Amazing. what I'm working on right now, the brand stuff. And then uh, secondly, um, one thing I've been working on uh, with uh, my team actually um, for the last two years been on the development uh, rollout recently is uh is cool. Uh, it's, it's a proprietary software um, that um, kind of helps like like mostly cater towards brands that want to basically get additional exposure to their product. So what we're able to do is um, take a a product and using our platform uh, push it out to 15 to 20 of the world's biggest third-party marketplaces. So you're talking about like, um, we have direct direct vendor relationships for like Amazon, like preferential preferential listings, things like that too. Mm -hmm. So we push it to Amazon USA, Amazon UK, Amazon Canada, Amazon Indian, like Amazon has about seven, eight affiliates around the world, international besides the USA. Mm -hmm. They're able to push these products out to anywhere like wish.com, souk.com, which is our biggest uh, e-commerce marketplace in, uh, in actually the Middle East. Amazon wow. actually bought them out uh, about a year and a half ago for like a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Because it, they are going into the Middle East and they wanted a Middle Eastern presence, so they bought out souk.com, which is the biggest marketplace there, online marketplace. Amazing. It's, it's, I think it was it's like a mini Amazon of like the Middle East, so everybody buys wow. from them. So um, <laughs> yeah, so if you access to them, Wish.com, new UAG. It's probably another like seven, eight platforms I missed or whatever. But yeah, so we're able to take that and push your products out to these different platforms and give you additional exposure that you did not have before for your brand or your product or whatever, which is like I think pretty cool
0: yeah <laughs> yeah what uh, what Emma is describing here is huge and I say this is a future uh, in the business model and hopefully you know uh, the audience can can picture this you know you can you can leverage the great opportunity of drop shipping to prove out you know products uh, that that you want to get into and then make that investment that further investment to invest in the inventory, private label brand, mm-hmm. and then so on, and then you can see the next step that that I mean is taking is now, how do you get your products? How do you get your brand onto every major platform to sell, and how do you do it as quickly and as efficiently as possible? Yes. And it's just awesome. So you can see, and, and is this just now starting out? This is something yeah. So uh,
1: we've had it. Um, for probably about uh, seven eight months now, it's been kind of active, so okay. we've, we've been kind of um, doing like a lot of like pilot testing right now, so we're mm-hmm. getting some um, kind of like under the radar, getting like some uh, brands on board, and basically testing it out so we can actually build out some case studies. Yeah. So we build out some case studies, some content, I and mean, then we can take those case studies and actually like, present them to the world like, hey, we're we able to take this company that was doing X amount of revenue, and this is what they're doing now. So kind of see like you know like where they were to where they not because of like how much additional exposure they have through our platform or whatever. Yeah. So that's yeah that's what we're working on right now and this year is going to be pretty big. Uh, we're actually going to be pushing it out pretty heavy this year and trying to actually um, raise some more capital like some av- venture capital money to actually help us scale it out like even like more broadly. Yeah. Um, our goal actually is to take that and uh, get it to a level where um, it's almost like a marketplace on its own where compared to like um, try to do like like a Wish.com but a different way or like AliExpress.com. Uh, Create our own like little marketplace where different brands or and companies are able to put their products on there and get like massive exposure to everybody. So
0: that's like the next step up, yeah. (laughs) Wow, that's and does this have a name right now, or uh, you guys? Yeah, we call
1: it right now. It's uh, it's called Tradeful. 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 Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Tradeful right now. So uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, you know, it's a um, it's a iterative process. So um, as we see things, we test stuff out. um, You know. just like uh, business in life, you learn things, you test stuff out, you learn, it, you figure out what's working, what's not working, you pivot accordingly. Yeah. And then uh, we see if something's working better than this. Obviously, we'll go that route and we'll focus on that or whatever. But I'd say, you know, we've got the MVP model out. Uh, it's enough, like it's getting, like it's, uh, it's getting some
0: traction or whatever. So now we're trying to actually take that and scale it out to the next level. Yeah. But uh, that's awesome, man. Man, that's huge. I see a big, big <laughs> future in that for sure, man. And uh, that's how it rolls, man. Things evolve and. You know these mashups you take you know two good things and mash it up and it becomes something greater and uh man just huge opportunity man you dropped a lot of value here today and i appreciate it oh i wanted to to ask so what's the best way for uh for people to follow you and, and stay in touch with you
1: yeah absolutely man uh, i'm pretty huge on instagram um i try to post such a lot of content on there i actually do a lot of vlogs on there too about motivational stuff, business stuff Awesome. and uh so this year i've actually made it a point um focusing on my personal branding quite a bit too so i'm actually mm-hmm. going to um uh probably speaking uh, speaking in different events green more podcasts things like that awesome. share the knowledge i've kind of curated over the last probably like you know 13 years or whatever yeah like business knowledge e-commerce knowledge um even to the point like hey uh, you're interested in going to china um i will help you like navigate china if you need to i mean because i just i've spent so much time there Hong Kong, or awesome. China, or whatever, and how if you're if you're building a brand, you know if you if what needs to be done, like you know like building a brand, for example, um, you need to get not just Facebook, but you need to get Pinterest and Snapchat, get influencers involved, and these different like aspects, omni-channel presence, where you're able yeah. to like your brand is like um, should not just be on one platform, it should be on multiple platforms. It's uh, Emon underscore uh, con, E M M O N underscore dot K H A N. Um, yeah. I, I mean, you can, if you put play it we'll on your uh, IG story or whatever, so people can follow Yeah, you. we'll
0: we'll leave, we'll leave a link in the show notes, uh, so that people have it and man, really awesome stuff. And yeah, speaking of events, hopefully next time you pass through Chicago, you know, we can come up with a drop ship Chicago event and host you here. We have like over now, I think it's over 220 members, you know, something like that where, you know, we can host you in Chicago and people are connecting online virtually as well.
1: Yeah, man, you doing you're, what you're doing here is such an awesome thing. Um, <laughs> There's something I think that's kind of needed in Chicago. It's not like a huge, massive e-commerce presence. I think mm-hmm. building a community, what you're doing right now is like a, is super awesome. Awesome. One of the goals I've had actually uh, for a while is um, I want to maybe create an incubator. Create yeah. an e-commerce like brand, kind of dropship like incubator where we basically bring people into, into the program. Yeah. Help them like gear off the ground and scale scale uh, to a certain level and maybe we take some type of equity in their business. That's a great too. idea. Yeah. Similar to so what, like, so here, what, like a Techstars. Yeah. Techstars, Y or kind of thing or yeah. whatever. So, um, and it probably bring some like kind of rock star mentors together who understand e-commerce. Yeah. Kind of helps these people get off the ground. So That's one uh, an
0: idea I had. That's huge. kind of toying with. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know about that. Yeah. I'll try to help where I can. Yeah. Well. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it's collaboration, man, for sure. Yeah, this is great. So, well, as we bring things close to a wrap here, you know, I want to be respectful of your time. I'll, we'll uh, leave some closing remarks here. So I'll let you take it away. Yeah, man. Um, take action. Like if, if you're thinking about something, whatever it is, excuse
1: me, take action. E-commerce, digital marketing is um, still in the infant phases. Um, it's got a long way to go and uh, it's constantly being revolutionized. So get in the game now. Build your online assets, build multiple assets, and grow those assets because they take time um and i'm telling you like the roi you get out of that versus any other any other like line of business is just like awesome being able to um have your laptop and work off your laptop and have an asset that you're able to grow off your laptop anywhere in the world. I mean, it's like the, the time of day, like the, what we're living at right now as far as e-commerce is concerned, it's insane. Yeah. It's an awesome opportunity, I'm telling you guys, get into the game, um, don't be scared, take action. And you know, find some good mentors, some resources, people you can hang out with, people you can rub elbows with or whatever. I and mean, there's a lot of people on YouTube, but like um, Brian here is, uh here's an awesome resource. What he's doing with, you know, his podcast is uh, super awesome, giving away his cool tips and tricks.
0: I'm Juan Brian. thanks man appreciate it brother yeah man that was awesome <laughs> awesome stuff well this is we'll bring it to a wrap here and yeah I mean we are live in person in Chicago in the podcast studio and uh, I mean, man thanks for coming and hopefully we get a chance to talk again
1: yeah man it was a pleasure thank you for having me
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Tech Money Talks. Endorsed by Player FM, you help make Tech Money Talks the number one dropshipping podcast on the planet. You help the show go mainstream because Tech Money Talks podcast is now officially sponsored by Spotify. If you're ever in Chicago, join our Dropship Chicago meetup group held at 1871 to meet with me personally and other professional dropshippers. We do meetings weekly. I'm now producing new, valuable content on YouTube weekly. Go check it out and subscribe. Tech Money Talks is teaching you all about money-making opportunities that technology can bring. We're just getting started. There's more great things to come. Stay plugged in. Throw me a shout out and remember, you're just one product away.